And welcome back to Diplomacy Games. Oh, well, well, welcome to Diplomacy well, welcome. Games. Well, if you've listened to a couple of other recent episodes, just welcome back. It's just oh, like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. look, it's, it's, these guys, they're back again. <laughs> just having a yarn. They still manage to work out how to get on the internet every couple of weeks. Bastards. <laughs> how so, do I unsubscribe to this? <laughs> stop spamming us. Oh. Oh, um, so we're drinking at the... Victory Hotel. Victory Hotel. In the beer garden. What an interesting spot, actually. Nice. A little bit out of the way. A little bit out of the way. The place I was going to take you is further even out of the way. Well, you know, I like it. Yeah. What are you drinking? Oh, I forgot. Uh, it's an Annie's Lane Cabernet Merlot. And I'm drinking a Little Creatures Pure Blonde. So Awesome. Nice. Cheers. This actually used to be a pub I'd come to... Um, when I was back at university, there was always a good. Been around for a while. Well, it's been around for a very long time. Yeah, since I heard the 1800s some... or something like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I heard there was a fire here. Is that someone saying? I don't know. When was that? Oh, a few years back. Yeah. Not that I know this stuff, but someone just said. I don't know. You're in relation local to that. resident historian. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm Kena. Oh yeah, I'm Andy. <laughs> Welcome again. Welcome again. I can't even remember what episode this is. Is it 12 or is it 13 or something like that? Oh, yeah, it's a bit about that. Yeah, get definitely on. Getting, getting, getting on. on. Getting anyway, on. so we've got a um, bit of a, a fast one but a good one for today's episode. Yeah, we, we thought we'd, um, well, given that there's a tournament about to start and it's a pretty major online event, we yep. thought we'd um, get hold of the organiser of yeah. the online diplomacy championship tournament. The and, ODC, um, not to be confused with the OCD. Yeah, I think I confused. Describes most players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, I think you've got to be a little bit OCD to do the ODC. Um, yep. Anyway, but Care Bear, and we, um, well, we caught up with him on Skype. We did. But do we want to do some news first, and then we'll do the interview? Sure. So, um, talking about tournaments... You've got there the the current leaderboard for the one v one tournament, and I'd, how's that going with our picks? Um, well, our, both of our picks, Peregrine Falcon and Devonian, are now um, bumped down into the losers bracket, which I cannot believe. I was shocked. I was, so when you um, told me just before we started recording that Devonian was out, I thought, I I can't believe that. Well, what do you know? Web Diplomacy's put up some really good quality yeah, yeah. one versus one players, strong players, and um, wow, I'm, I'm still going to be watching. I, I fully expect Devonian to still make it into the, uh, the final. Well, he's a fight up, he's a that's fighter. for sure. Yes. Um, I, I do, I still kind of, oh, you, know, you know what I'm like with mathematics and tournament tables and things like that. I do kind of find it hard to understand how things are working with this whole second round, first round, and I, I can kind of probably sit down and look at the... Well, basically, you know, if, if you lose a set, yeah. you, you get dropped into the loser bracket. But can, a, um, can someone who's then been dropped down into the loser bracket fight their way back up to the top again? They sure can. If they keep on winning their ah, 
kind of sets in the losers bracket, it will. Um, but how fair blow is up. how fair do you think that is? If you're like if you're in the winners bracket, you keep winning, you keep winning, you keep winning, and all of a sudden you, you take on this guy who obviously well, wasn't as good as you because they happened to get what they lost. Well, maybe get. maybe they were um, knocked down on another um, branch of the tree, and you were never going to meet them anyway. Oh yeah, you yeah, see? yeah, yeah, and. Um, well, it comes back into well, whatever round that is, final round, round 11, Rain. something, I guess. 412. Round, yeah, 200, uh, yeah, the semi-finals, so after round six, so round seven. The one thing that's good about this being 1v1 is it is moving pretty fast. There's a reasonable clip to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a bit slow to start up, but now it just seems to be really hammering, it's taking, getting in strides, hitting in strides. Yes, and um, the other the other player to look out for is Dijan Tani, um, who beat Peregrine Falcon, who was um, a bit of a dark horse, and we've been watching him. And, and who did uh, you say beat Devonian? Uh, Genghis. 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 Is uh, that any right? Does he, did he used to be a player called Genghis Khan? I don't know. Nah, maybe, maybe. that mixed up with Johnny Khan. Johnny, Johnny Khan. Johnny Khan. Johnny Khan was a player. Beat it, yeah. yeah, beat it. Beat it, player. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I don't remember Johnny Khan kind of coming out of the Mongolian steppe and going all the way to Europe. No. That was Genghis. That was Genghis. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, in our interview, um, Dijan Tani um, is patted on the back by Kev there as being someone to watch out for. Yes. So no surprise there that he's um, doing well in the one versus one tournament, I would think. Absolutely. Yeah. So, other news. I think we had. Um, I think in an episode or two ago, we said that diplomacy ca- diplomacy cast the other podcast, which is aimed more at the face to face diplomacy crowd, uh, has, was off the air, and and, and then someone emailed the forum saying, no, 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 it's back again. And I know I checked, and it was I, back again. I did check. I checked. It they hadn't there. actually put out any new podcast, but the actual website was back. Yes. And then, literally, as we started sitting down to start talking about, okay, what's been going on? We just went to the website and it's down again, and it looks like it's been taken over by somebody again with just you know selling like a link harvesting type of website. Yes. Um, so, we'll keep you informed as we know more. I we guess. Ha- we have uh, I have sent two emails now to uh, one of the co-hosts, which was what is his personal email address from a um, a well-known real-life player. And um, have tried twice to say, hey, look, love to have you on, get a bit of a feel for what's going on, got plans to bring it back because, yep. you know, we, we actually like listening to the podcast ourselves. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we don't play much face to face, if ever. But, you know, it's, it's still fun to listen to about these things. Yeah, it's all part of the hobby, isn't it? Yeah. Multifaceted as it is. That's right. Yeah. We're, we're a big, big church of. <laughs> Diplomacy. Diplomacy love. <laughs> Diplomacy love, yeah. That's what it's all about. So that's the news. We don't have any other news, do we? Um, I'm sure we probably do, but we can bring that up later. We can. Maybe. Actually, the only other thing I just thought of, um, for the listeners, what what Kane and I have decided is we're actually going to record today in, in two episodes just because it's easy. And better uses our time because I don't know about you, but my work's got crazy, crazy busy, and I think it sounds like yours has got oh, mine's crazy nuts. Yeah. nuts. <laughs> just, just crazy nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> in more ways than one, but we won't go there. Um, so, 
I don't know about you, but I'm going to probably find it harder for us to get together on a fortnightly basis to record these. So it makes sense for us to kind of knock this knock, knock a couple over, over. Yeah. a couple over at a time. So to kind of keep this as as up to date and as relevant and contextual as possible, do we want to have a really really quick, really quick? thing around the boss game at the moment that's going on no no let's do it for the next oh yeah but then we'll be out of date i'll tell you what how about we do the interview now and when they get through it we'll do a quick cap on the boss game and start into the uh, next episode okay we can do that yeah all right yeah. we well, see i'm flexible on these things who, who says they can't <laughs> negotiate with me boom, boom. <laughs> you know who you are <laughs> all right it's and... okay still love you um so, we've got our interview now. Look, um, I think the last interview we had, we had some technical problems. Was the last one we did? We had technical problems or the one before that we had technical uh, problems? No, the one we did before this one, uh, my voice didn't record at all. Yep. It was Actually, uh, broken up. I just realised we've got a really bad track record. The first time around, you didn't turn up. And then oh, I, right. you didn't, I didn't turn, turn up, up. And then, <laughs> for some reason, my questions didn't work and I had to dub them in afterwards. Second time around... You had this dodgy internet connection That's going, right, yes. so you kept dropping out all the time. And the third interview, the current interview, the one with Kebe. Well, I fixed my problems with the with with the audio. Well, you, you kind of yes. you know you acknowledge you've had some problems. You you took that on, and you're a responsible guy, and you fix them. Um, Learn and grow, Andy. That's right. Yeah. I uh, in in today's interview, uh, I had some technical problems where the um, uh, the headset that I was using to record uh, my questions wasn't really working. So then I had to kind of just plug in my Apple earbuds and it's a really type of crappy quality. So I haven't gone back and done the editing yet and I'm hoping maybe now when you listen to this it actually sounds okay. But I'm going to have to like boost up and amplify my questioning because it's quite quiet. Right, so or I could probably just, or I could dub just... it over again. <laughs> but I think it's more fun just it's, it's in the heat fun, of the moment. Yeah, in the heat right. of the moment, yeah. Um, so, without any further ado... Oh, no, no, but should we give some context? Well, we did, to start off with. Well, okay, this Care is... Bear, the... 60-second 60 60 version. Okay, go. For people who've forgotten in the last 10 minutes what we were talked about. So, the OCD, no, the ODC Championship. Um, Care Bear is the tournament coordinator. This is an online diplomacy championship that's involving players from play diplomacy, web diplomacy, and V diplomacy, as well as a few others from face-to-face... And Stabafo and Backstabber. Backstabber. It's pretty yeah. much every single platform and real life top players coming together online, battling it out. So unless you play on some really obscure diplomacy site that we haven't heard on heard of. Well, I don't think I don't think they've got anyone um, from the Russian. Oh, the diplomacy. Russian diplomacy site. And, so, and they probably yeah. would have got someone from the Italian one except to close down, but we know about that already. Yeah. Boom. Anyway, without further ado, here's the interview with. Care Bear. Enjoy. Um, today we have Care Bear on Skype and we're going to be interviewing him um, about all things play diplomacy and the recent upcoming um, interweb grand online championship. So I'm Kana. And I'm Andy. And Care Bear. And this is Care Bear. Awesome. So, um, I guess I guess Ambi started off with a couple of ideas he wanted to talk to you about. Um, do you want to kick off the questions, Ambi? Sure. Well, I mean, I, I think the, the main thing for this is first off getting a bit of an understanding about who Care Bear is 
uh, without kind of giving away too much detail because obviously um, a bit of anonymity is good. Um, so Kevin, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started in diplomacy and uh, a little bit about your gaming experience? Sure. So I uh, was first introduced uh, to diplomacy about 30 years ago. Um, my girl, my girlfriend, uh, introduced me to some local gamers, board gamers, and, uh, the very first game I played with them was Diplomacy. So it was kind of a, uh, an interesting introduction to the group, you know, getting stabbed and, and, and mauled in the very first game I played with them. <laughs> um... Because of the situation uh, with the group, within about a year or so, I started looking uh, for online diplomacy, and this is about 30 years ago, and I found uh, through ARPANET, BitNet, uh, a listserv with probably the first iteration of a, of a judge, and started playing online. So really from the very beginning, I was I had done both face-to-face -face and um, online diplomacy. And so let's say 20 years ago, I ended up playing my uh, first f major face-to-face -face tournament. And then, you know, life intervened and didn't really do much with diplomacy uh, until about 10 years ago and started to go to play diplomacy at tournaments again and then finally uh three four years ago i went back online and uh started playing online again awesome so that that's great uh, so why did you choose um play diplomacy here uh mostly it was the um the interface so i looked online i found uh stabberfo stabberfo however you pronounce that, uh, web dip and uh, play dip. And I think there was maybe bounced and some others there, but a lot of them had very um, primitive interfaces. And play dip seemed to have the most robust interface to the site itself. Uh, for instance, it uses a, a third-party uh, BBS software. So it's uh, the forum and private messaging system on Playdip is very robust, very featureful. And uh, so that more or less just kind of made me feel comfortable going to that site. And playing games there, you know, maybe it's more difficult. Maybe the interface might be better for actual games on other sites. I don't know. But uh, it's functional. It works. And so on. You know, I'm happy. And again, you know, I do a lot of stuff in the forum now. So it's just uh, the best forum software associated with uh, diplomacy sites that I've seen so far. I've, I've got to totally agree with you on that one, Care Bear, because um, as you're aware, um, I've kind of recently just gone and had a look at, at, um, at Playdip and the the forum software is just so much better the way it's well organized as opposed just to the the random list um, that seems to occur of whatever happens to be the most recent topic uh, within VDIP and WebDIP. 
and um, at least within VDIP, they're usually about diplomacy. Um, WebDIP tends to be about anything to do pro or anti-Trump or anything to do with mafia games. So um, actually having a, a forum where things are well organised so you can go into it, I think is a fantastic thing. Um, I guess the other thing with PlayDip, and as you said before, is you know, you've gone there and you're taking a role. And, and the way that we found out about you was your, pro, uh, your post to the forum within WebDip and also VDIP about the um, online diplomacy championship that you're organising as the tournament director uh, that's being held over at PlayDip. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Uh, certainly. So um, about a year, two years ago, uh, Doug, is that how you pronounce his name? G-H-U-D? Oh, Doug. Doug. Doug? Oh, look, don't get us started on pronunciations. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, so, so uh, Doug did the first online uh, diplomacy championship about a year and a half, two years ago. And some players from PlayDip participated over there. And, you know, one of them in particular, uh, Village Idiot on uh, web diplomacy, now, we call him Village Idiot on our site, too, but he's actually a GSMX on ours. Uh, he came back and he talked about the ODC and, you know, how he liked the fact that there was this cross-site event. And so the thought was, what about hosting that on our site, you know, the next time? And we had done our own internal or local uh, tournament about two years ago. And so we were ready this year to, to do one. And one of the things that I um, pushed for was for us to waive the premium requirement for tournament participation so that we could uh, invite players from other sites. And so while I was, uh, so while we were getting that worked out and getting approval for that. I reached out to Doug uh, and talked to him a little bit about what we wanted to do and, you know, what would he think about, you know, allowing us to use the online diplomacy championship name and, you know, kind of just talk to him about how he ran his event, uh, things that he encountered, um, issues, you know, and things like that, and so had a good conversation with him, uh, and he agreed to allow us to use that name. So this event is really the second incarnation, and kind of the concept, I would hope, is that this could be a rotating event. Uh, you know, the next time it goes back to WebDip or VDip or, you know, wherever else, and then at some point in the future, it rotates back to PlayDip again. Okay, so I'm just looking at the list of all the players that have signed up so far, and there's, oh, just looking at the list, there's 88-odd people who are going to be competing in this. But what really what really fascinates me is you've got people from VDIP, WebDIP, you've got a couple of face-to-face -face players, um, Stabafow, um, you've got Bounced, um, there's, uh, and the Diplo, Diplo Core, um I mean, it's it's a real it's a real grab bag of all of the diplomacy sites out there. Um, so there would have been quite a bit of organisation involved in 
um, getting that to happen. Um, so on those other sites, um, not just WebDip or um, VDip, was, was there generally a lot of uh, interest or were, were you felt quite welcome in those spaces to advertise for the ODC? Uh, so in a c couple of places, uh, you know, I reached out to some somebody at the moderator level there uh, to some of the sites. Uh, others weren't really responsive. And I think when you look at the traffic and participation, WebDip and PlayDip are very comparable um, as far as participation and traffic. Uh, last time I looked, WebDip had something like 540 games currently active, and PlayDip had 560 some odd. So, I mean, both like 550 about games, so right, right at very comparable levels. You know, you look at Backstabber and there's, you know, maybe 40 games that are active at a time. Uh, <clears throat> and I think that's really the case with a number of these other sites. If you look at, at them, they're just, they're not very active. But you know, there's still some people there, so I, I reached out, made posts, uh, tried to get a hold of some people. I even went to Reddit and made a post there. And in fact, uh, I've got some droid dippy players expressing interest, and so I'm interacting with uh, the administrators on droid dippy uh, to uh, make available their reliability and uh, strength ratings so that I can... Uh, you know, use those to grant access uh, to players to the tournament. And I guess that's one of the things about this tournament that's that's so different, the fact that it's a, a bit of an invitational thing because you set parameters for uh, attendees from outside of play diplomacy. Is that correct? What, what did you do in that space, Quebec? For our own tournament, what we did... Well, I guess, let me roll that back. One of the things about the play dip environment is we really have a lot of new players that come and gravitate to play dip they come uh, some of them don't necessarily know diplomacy and so our our general population games will have uh, people that you know don't know the rules that uh, will surrender uh, will uh, NMR so our general population games quality isn't as good and I'm not talking about player strength but just you know the experience of surrenders and things like that now once you get on the site there's a couple of mechanisms where you can dr dramatically improve game quality as far as player reliability and things of that nature and so for our tournaments we really want the quality of the games to be good so reliability is one of the number one factors. We want people that don't surrender, that, you know, enter their orders. And then kind of to limit the amount of players we have to deal with and, you know, raise the overall board experience. Um, we, we set a fairly loose um, minimum level, you know, people that kind of have a firm understanding of the general concepts and, and have reasonable negotiating skills. And so that's the top 150 players. We do it at like a, um, a 1400 rating level. Um, so it's, it's kind of loose, but it's, it's not completely open to any, anybody and everybody. 
Uh, and that's how we did our last internal tournament. I have loosened up the restrictions a little bit, but it's mostly the same. Uh, and then for players coming in as guests, everything's, you know, can't be compared apples to apples, one to one. So again, it's, it's a little bit more loose, and especially to try and encourage people to come over. Um, so uh, probably the most important thing I care about more than strength is reliability. People that aren't surrendering at uh, the other sites. Um, just, just to jump in there, when you say surrendering, that's um, civil disorder, right? Correct. Uh, yes. So I'm actually using, a, I guess, a local play tip term, you know, officially part of the rules. If a player decides to leave a game, if you, you know, if you read the actual, you know, games research rules, they talk about the power goes into civil disorder. Yeah. No, I just wanted to clarify that one up. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, well, I guess uh, web diplomacy and V diplomacy both have... Um, you know, reliability ratings um, there, which would um, easily help you kind of um, decide the the value of those players. Um, do do does stab for uh, stab stab of foul and um, these other ones? Do they also have something similar to that? Yeah, so they have things like I think stabber foul. They call it um, uh, steadfastness. I think is the term they use for reliability there. And they also okay. have they also have strength ratings, so they most of the sites have that. Uh, Droid Dippy has that as well. Uh, some of the other ones, um, they don't really necessarily have a strong rating mechanism, and you know there's not as much traffic there, so there's a lot more disparity. But they'll they'll have uh, statistics on um, on surrenders or civil disorders and things like that. Sure, and you've got around about ninety or so players signed up. Presently, uh, the the cutoff deadline is the fifteenth of February. So obviously, any players listening to the the podcast who um, meet that criteria of, of you know being a reliable player, being high in their in their respective uh, platforms, should um, check out that forum and go across and, and sign up if they're interested before that deadline. Now, to 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 make it clear, that deadline is just for round one, so. We'll have additional deadlines for the second and third rounds, and we will uh, welcome players to uh, drop in, so to speak, in later rounds. Obviously, it will impact their ability to get to the top board, but you know, if you want a reliable game against uh, solid opponents, then you know, this tournament's the place to come. So, I mean, that actually touches on um, a question I had, which is about the process for how the tournament's going to be run. So you're going to be having different boards running in different rounds. And presumably then, as you said, as you kind of progress uh, and you win in the first round, you're, you're better suited towards the second round. What's Is there an actual um, a system, an actual scoring system that's being used for the tournament to decide all this? Uh, yeah, so this, this event... It will be run like a lot of your traditional uh, face to larger face-to-face -face tournaments where you'll have uh, preliminary rounds where you will score um, based on, on how you did on your board and then uh, all of your preliminary round scores are 
aggregated and the top scoring players, the top seven scoring players, will be on a top board uh, for the final round or the fourth round. Uh, and because of the numbers, I may very well also add in, let's say, the second seven will go to a silver board and the third seven will go to a bronze board. So uh, you'll still have, if you don't even, if you're not in the top seven, there's still possibilities for other uh, fourth or final board uh, placements. Oh, I was, I was just going to um, just double check that it's all going to be on the, um, the standard classic map. Uh, yes. So... Uh, this is all going to be what we call pure diplomacy, uh, meaning uh, standard Avalon Hill games research rule Hasbro now rules. Uh, no, no map variants, no other kind of uh, variants, and uh, yeah, just full, uh, full communication. No gunboat. I mean, in which case, if, if the standard classic or pure game is being played, which most players would obviously be very familiar with, um, is there any other differences in the interface or the way that things operate on PlayDip compared to, say, WebDip or VDip or any of the other sites? So, well, there's a couple of things. Um, earlier, I, I talked about the forum being a very good piece of software. The Game interfaces maybe not quite as nice for things like mobile, um, but the PlayDip software development we're currently in the process of updating. The software it's, there's a rewrite that's in like alpha beta, and that is geared more towards having a better mobile interface. Um, so what I would say I do is I will message on my phone, but when it comes to order entry, I'll, I'll do that on my computer because it's just, it's better. Um, and uh, let's see, oh, one of the things is, is you can actually enter in illegal orders. So for instance, I could have Army Munich move to Sevastopol and it will accept it. Now what it will do is it will, during the adjudication process, it will say, well, this is an invalid order and replace it with a, a hold order, which is what it's, you know, what you're supposed to do with units that have invalid orders, they basically hold. Uh, so that's in some ways is very much like face-to-face -face diplomacy. And it allows you to say, oops, I did a misclick. And even if you did or you didn't. <laughs> Yeah, that um, that deliberate missile. I remember playing um, the games with uh, or via email uh, back at uh, Diplomacy 2000, and um, they would obviously allow for you know a, a fleet in Constantinople to move to Iceland or something, you know, and just it added a bit of fun to it as well. You could really um, play around uh, with with the map in some ways and and, and create a, a quite a fun humorous uh, narrative on it because of that. So that, that's really cool. Um, another thing I heard um, on WebDip is that you can, um, is, is it true that you can send multiple messages? Like you could have, um, like you're playing Turkey, but you can also talk, be talking to Russia and Austria at the same time? Uh, now, just to, just to clarify, you mean PlayDip, correct? Yeah, on PlayDip, but I've, I heard this on the WebDip mm -hmm. forum. 
Oh, oh, yes. So uh, the in-game messaging on Play Diplomacy, you have two methods. You have uh, basically the shout box, which is effectively your press. And you can have white press where you identify yourself and gray press where you um, post something anonymously and that goes out to everybody. And then you have the in-game power-to-power messages. And there is a uh, effectively a, a CC mechanism where you could send out a message to all seven powers, uh, three out of the seven powers, you know, whatever. But you you have the ability to send a single message to multiple powers. That's pretty cool. So it's um, like a group messaging to whoever you define within that group. Yeah. It's a lot easier than the way we currently have to do things in VDIP and WebDIP, which is copy and paste the same message and send it to everybody you want to get receive it and say, you know, to Russia, Austria, and Germany. And it's just a replication of the same message. Yeah, so, you know, it's uh, every site has some something they do better than the other. It'd be nice at some point if we could get ace, get all sites to do all things the best. Um, but, yeah, so... It's very convenient that way, especially for developing alliances. So one thing, and within Playdip, obviously, as you mentioned, it's it's a uh, it's a paid site, so um, people can't just generally rock on up. But there is a, a special invitation that's been open to those uh, players outside of Playdip who are going to be participating in the online diplomacy championship to be able to go and, and play there. Is there opportunities for any of those players to, you know, get a bit of a feel for how the interface works first in, in other games? Is there any kind of, you know, anything that prevents them from doing that at the moment? Okay, so just to be clear, uh, there are two, two different types of memberships. There's the uh, free membership and then there's the premium membership. Uh, anybody can join Playdip and participate freely not having to pay anything. But there is a limitation to that. And the limitation is, is I believe you're limited to three concurrent games. uh, And you may also be limited to standard diplomacy. So if you, if you're a pure, if you're a diplomacy purist and you don't like to overload yourself, you can go and play it, play dip for free. I mean, one game, pure diplomacy. Um, But, you know, some people like to play the variants. Uh, some people want to ha- carry a heavier load, have four, five, 20 games, whatever. Um, so in order to help support the site, uh, they put those kinds of additional features and functionality uh, behind the premium play. And so for those kinds of things, you would have to pay uh, the premium. Now, uh, as I said earlier, in the past, all our tournaments have been uh, premium members only. So this this opportunity, uh, we, we were able to open it up. And that's mostly, that was very easy to do because tournaments are just basically regular games and it's really up to the TD to uh, validate whether or not a, a participant was a premium member. Uh, now, one of the things I did within our forum is I listed some... Oh, uh, a guest guide, uh, quick pointers to things to be aware of on our site. And one of the things I recommended there 
uh, was that if you were going to participate in the tournament to help kind of prepare for it, to jump into an active game with a civil disorder and, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, like an unranked game, an unranked active game where powers in civil disorder and just kind of get a feel for the interface. Excellent. Um, and I, m- I must admit, from just having a look around some of the play dip um, games that are going at the moment, one thing I love actually is, is the look and feel of the maps. They're, um, they're, they're beautiful classic maps or pure maps or standard maps, as you said before. They're very smart. Okay, that helps. Oh. Um, I guess as just kind of f- finishing things up when it comes to the, the championship itself, when someone kind of gets to the end and they've made it to the gold board and then they're the ones that kind of walk away with, you know, their hand in the air saying, hey, I'm the winner. Um, is there anything other than just the, the kudos of being the winner that they get? Uh, well, one of the things that I'm going to do is uh, put together some, uh, like, certificates, PDFs, and send those out. Obviously, being online, it's it's not as if... Uh, you know, I can just hand somebody a plaque. You know, if, if you know if somebody wins, that's you know halfway across the world. We'll have to ship something halfway across the world. So um, we've talked about that a little bit, and we're open to ideas for other things to add in um, to you know, kind of you know, add some sort of prizes. One of the things I understand is is that. Uh, I think Zoltar from uh, WebDip has, I think, given like 500 points or whatever uh, that is on WebDip to the guy that wins the tournament. Nice. Okay. That's nice. Um, maybe uh, uh, like, a, like an official page with a, you know, a PDF saying, you know, XYZ is the winner of the OCD uh, OGC, um, tournament 2017 or something. I, yeah, that'd be pretty nice. Um, yeah, I was just wondering how it would work on other sites as well. Um, well, what I was saying, and excuse me for not being clear, what I meant is, is you know, I'd, I'd create a certificate and then I'd send the certificate to the player. You know, they could print it out and put it on their wall if they want. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll have an ent- the standings and everything announced on our forum. Um, and then obviously, you know, people could take that PDF and create a GIF or whatever and display it on their forums or links on their web pages if, if their site has the ability to do that. Yeah, cool. cool. That all makes sense. I mean, when you've kind of got a tournament, obviously, where there's no entry... Um, to kind of participate, so you know, you're not having to pay to play, so to speak. Uh, I, I, you, you don't expect to receive wonderful, you know, first-rate prizes, but I think even just that recognition that you're aiming to achieve in the community, I think, is is well and truly a, you know, a, a prize in itself, so to speak. Well, we I've been to some face-to-face tournaments where the TDs had some fun. They'll have uh, who who came from the. Uh, longest distance uh, to, to the tournament and then they, they'll give them something that you know is just impossible to take with them on a, on a plane uh, I had like a I, I, had a, I got this really weird metallic big thing and to 
you know, sure enough, I got the TSA uh, tag when I uh, when I got back home. Open it up, everything's in disarray, and I got the little TSA notice saying, "Hey, yeah, we searched your bag." Well, yeah, because I had this big ugly thing. You didn't know what the heck that was in my bag. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I guess because um, our, our, our podcast uh, focuses a lot on um, variants, Care Bear, and you've, you've given us a real insight into um, how this tournament's going to be played and will play out. Um, I, was just, I just wanted to ask you about some of these, um, some of the variants you have actually available on play diplomacy, um, and uh, probably starting with um, uh, some of the, 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 the yes-no um, modifiers to um, a game. I can understand what uh, maybe NMR protect yes no would be, um, but, but things like uh, stuff happens and escalation. I don't. I, I have no idea what that is, and it sounds kind of interesting. What 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 um, what do they do? Okay. Well, I can I can answer some of these um, reasonably intelligently. Uh, I. Other than uh, playing the Youngstown variant in person uh, when my group had more than seven players, I've really not played um, many variants. I've been pretty much a pure diplomacy, you know, old school kind of player. Um, but for instance, uh, the Winter 1900 is one where you actually get to choose your types of units. So you could actually switch up fleets and switch up armies. You know, basically, you, you're not starting with the standard um, mix of, of units. Yeah. Uh, escalation. Uh, now, this one, I believe, was um, put together by Eddie Bersan, if I recall correctly. And... Um, this one takes that a step further, and you're actually choosing uh, your starting supply centers. So instead of you know getting allocated Italy or getting allocated Germany, you know everybody goes through and picks one at a time a, a supply center, and so you pick three supply centers, and so it's kind of a a, a meta game before the game. To uh, to arrange your setup. Kebe, can they be any supply centers, or are you restricted to supply centers of the standard seven players? I am not a hundred percent sure on that because, again, I, I I really don't play variants in general. Uh, but I I think it may just be your standard uh, supply centers, but. I don't know 100% for sure, so maybe I should stop there on that. <laughs> well, I'm actually thinking, I mean, you're saying you've obviously got a lot of experience within the, the standard play dip environment, but there seems to be so many um, different options within the variation space, whether you, it might be better for you to hook us up with somebody else at a later date to give us a bit more background on how all the other options work. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you guys want that do that, I can certainly um, arrange an introduction with uh, some players that I think have a good general knowledge of all the um, variants that are there that uh, are automatically adjudicated by our system. In addition to this, 
we also do what we call a lot of play by forum. And that's for a, uh, additional known variants that currently aren't automatically adjudicated by our system. Um, there are also games that are in development, you know, diplomacy variants that are in development. And eventually, if something gets popular, then it will be implemented. So, for instance, even though Escalation is, has been around for a while, uh, it was just introduced within the last couple of months because there was a lot of interest in it and the enhancement to make it work was actually relatively minor. Uh, before that, I think the last major uh, variant enhancement was the Versailles uh, variant. And I think that, you know, they Versailles had been played a lot in forum, and so there was a lot of interest and um, you know, support behind it. So they, you know, eventually made it part of the uh, automatic adjudication system. So how does the, um, the, the forum games work? So, so you, you have an idea, um, you, you've signed up to play diplomacy and you, you, you post in there say, with, with a, maybe a map saying, I'm looking for players for play by email, anyone interested? Is that essentially that? Yeah, so in those situations, you basically, you have a GM, somebody who volunteers to GM and uh, players you post on the on the uh, forum. Hey, I want to play this variant. Anybody interested? And you you know you gather interest. Uh, there's always several different play by forum games going on uh, concurrently, and then they use the the forum private mail system PM system uh, to do the communication. Okay. As I, I know I've uh, in, in the past I, I have gone through some of the variant um, threads in your forum there um, and there's, there's definitely some good ideas that pop up from time to time. Um, I just never have um, never really jumped on board any of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, Ambie was going to ask you a question. Well, I, it's not too dissimilar to what you were just saying, Kana. I mean, I've, I've had a little bit of a look through some of the, the recent forum games and there's some amazing maps there and, and great little variants um so yeah it's a it's a it's an it's an aspect of play diplomacy that i hadn't really been aware of and um it's an exciting one i think oh yeah there's 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 a lot of interest there and the and the again the neat thing is is that if someone comes up with a variant or introduces a variant that gains a lot of popularity the site is willing to um, implement it if 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 they you know if it's not if it's something that isn't too arduous uh, like the Versailles variant is very interesting in that you have a major power but then you also have a a, a minor power you can control so there's so there's um, some definite different things to it that make it unique. Have you played many forum games yourself, Kevin? Uh, no. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm old-fashioned. Give me, just give me plain old diplomacy. <laughs> Straight out of the box. Yeah. Well, you know, like, the only time we, we played Gunboat was when we didn't have enough time. Yeah. You know? And with online play, to me, it's like, it's, 
gunboats diplomacy without diplomacy? What is it then? So it's like, why play online? I just assume, uh, you know, with online play, you don't have to worry about time. <laughs> but uh, you know, that's, people that, that, that's a perennial um, argument <laughs> right there, that whole um, uh, gunboat um, discussion. Uh, we'll agree to disagree on that one, perhaps. <laughs> So, well, you know, everybody everybody has their uh, likes, dislikes, their favorite things they like, you know. But uh, you know, I like the um, I like the negotiation aspect of the game. Sure. Very true. Um, so, oh, okay. So back to the um, back to the diplomacy championships. Um, are there any? Um, Sort of, do you, do you have any picks for players that you've you've maybe butted heads with in the past, and from your experience, ones to look out for, or um, any any wild cards in there that you think, oh, this one could be a uh, could be in it to be a to be a, a strong contender for the for the championship. Um, no, I don't know. So. Uh, We've, we have a couple of top players uh, from uh, Web Diplomacy that have come over. Uh, we have some of our top players uh, participating. So, you know, we're going to get a good mix of top players from both sites. Um, we'll, we have uh, one or two of the top players from Stabrafu. Uh, they've come over. They're going to play. Uh, from the other sites, I think right now it's more uh, hit and miss, not necessarily hard. It's kind of hard to tell strength. Um, and then uh, there's a couple of uh, really strong face-to-face -face players that uh, I've been able to um, coerce into uh, joining us for the tournament. I hope to get a couple more. Uh, of the face-to-face -face crowd to come out, especially some of the uh, top players, you know, try and get a past uh, WDC champ or something. So it'll be interesting. But as far as any picks yet, no. I, I, I um, Mostly I'm going to try to do my best to seed players in the first round or two t so that we don't, so that it's uh, fairly balanced across all the boards. That's, that's going to be my goal, and we'll see how well I do with that. Just because you know we have players from so many different sources. Yeah, so a real juggling act there. Yes, definitely. Excellent. How about how about the um, okay? So, but if you had to pick one from the play diplomacy or, or a couple from play diplomacy who you do know, um, and and if you were to remove all of the uh, guests, which would be the ones to watch out for? Well, uh, so. From, from the play diplomacy aspect, uh, now you, I'm going to have to pull up the list to see, uh, just to kind of remind myself who of the crowd have actually signed on. Um, let's see here. We have Badger1991. Uh, he made it to the top board last time. And had a solo in the in one of the preliminary rounds, if I recall correctly. So a very uh, solid player. Uh, didn't necessarily perform well on the uh, gold board for PDET, our our preliminary tournament last time. But uh, 
solid nonetheless. Uh, let's see here. We have uh, Conk. He uh, recently shortened his name. It used to be El Conquistador. Uh, he's currently our number one rated player, and he's very solid. Um, he was on the our PDET, our uh, last tournament uh, gold table last time. Mm -hmm. uh, then we have... I'll probably draw, be drawn with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we have uh, Darth Waiter, and he's... Um, He's solid. I think he's somewhere either in the top five or the top ten at this point. I forget exactly where. But a, a, another solid, consistent player. And let's see. Oh, I haven't updated this list. I think I saw, and I probably will mangle the name, I think our second-level ra rated player, our, our second-ranked player, uh, DJ Tani or something, Dijani, uh, just signed up to play. Uh, and let's see, I think that probably covers the top, top players. Uh, GSMX, also your village idiot, um, <coughs> he will not make the first round, but he said he'd be in for the subsequent rounds. So, okay. and then, and then from the web dip side, we know we have, um, Peter Wigan, yeah. and we have Octavius, and I'm trying yeah, to... Yeah, he's a pretty, um, pretty powerful uh, player on WebDiff, from my understanding. Yeah, no, I think Octavius actually won the inaugural ODC, but don't quote me on that. Okay, all right. <laughs> and of course, you've got Ambi coming in to represent VDIP. And good on you, Andy. Captain Memes there as well, which is good. Cap, yep. Yeah, we need we need we need a few more uh, participants from uh, VDIP to come on over. You've got you've got vegan down for VDIP. I don't recognise a vegan. Um, maybe that is a local name. He actually has a different name on uh, VDIP and WebDIP. Oh. Oh. We have to trace that down, hey. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I think that's probably as good as place as, as any to kind of wind things up. Um, do you have anything else to ask at all, Kaya? Um, no, that's pretty. It's a pretty solid interview. Hey, thanks for filling us in on a whole heap of stuff there, um, Care Bear. That's um, opened up my horizons a little bit. Well, let me add uh, one more thing from the face-to-face -face crowd. We are having a participation by uh, Eddie Bersan, if anybody's heard that name in the hobby. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I, at this point, I've, I've got an interest, but I haven't hooked our, uh, the current uh, WDC champ. He's, he's expressed some interest. Hopefully, I'll get him hooked in the next week. And so we'll, we'll, we'll get some uh, top names from, uh, from the face-to-face -face crowd, too. Um, I mean, if we can get more and more face-to-face -face players into the online space, and I think, as you've mentioned before, more online players in the face-to-face -face space, everyone's a winner. Yeah, so that's, I don't know if, if, if we want to call it, but I have a kind of a little thing I could talk about in regards to the difference between face-to-face -face and, and uh, online 
and some of the you know differences in the um, different nice. aspects. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, so <clears throat> having been part of both the face-to-face -face and online community early on, uh, very comfortable in in both sides of the hobby. Uh, one of the things I noticed that I find interesting is is there hasn't been necessarily a lot of overlap. Uh, I think primarily a lot of the traveling face-to-face -face crowd have been very averse to participating in sites like this. Uh, in discussions with past uh, WDC champs, you know, I've heard things like, you know, I just don't like playing that kind of interface or you know there's there's so much cheating going on things of that nature that you know maybe some bad taste from five ten years ago when or you know even 15 years ago where there's a where things were maybe a little bit more of a wild west in the online community um and, you know, it's a little, still a little wild online today, but uh, things have settled down more. You know, there's, 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 you know, harder to cheat. You know, we've got IP tracing and, and things of that nature. Um, so, so there's been some reluctance uh, trying to get the face-to-face -face crowd to come online, but I'm working on it. Uh, likewise, I found it interesting uh, that I've, try to encourage players from the online community to go to face-to-face -to -face events. I've had some success there, um, but occasionally I'll run across someone that's like, well, you know, I don't think how I do things in writing uh, comes across the same way in trying to do it face-to-face. Uh, -face. Plus, I feel so much pressure uh, with the different time controls. Um, but... That being said, the things I like about the two environments, face-to-face, -face, I like, you know, the camaraderie uh, that happens at these events. You know, there's, um, they'll have like bar crawling at face-to-face -face events, you know, before or after the uh, tournament. Um, they'll have, uh, you know, board, other board games being played, poker, all sorts of different things that go on. And, you know, you get to know how players play. And, you know, you, you know the regulars, who the Sharks are. It's, it's a great environment uh, in that aspect. Uh, sometimes it can be a little insular where, you know, if, if someone new shows up, they don't necessarily trust them. And so it kind of it maybe takes a new player a tournament or two to really get their – get the – respect and the trust from other players um, from on the face on the online side one of the things I really think is nice in the online side is we have this ability to be anonymous and so if you go to a game that has where your usernames and everything are not known to the other participants then to me that is the kind of the ultimate diplomacy game where there's no metagaming about who that other player is. You know, you don't look up their stats. It's completely anonymous during the game. And so you're making decisions based only on what this other player has been, or the other players have been telling you in that game. And so that's not something you can do in the face-to-face -face environment that I think is pretty cool uh, online. Awesome. 
Okay, that's awesome. I think one thing that you mentioned there, Kev, that instantly pricked up my ears and probably Kana's as well was the uh, the, uh, the the pub crawling involved uh, both before and after games. Um, seeing that we usually record these, uh, with the exception of the interviews in a pub, and get progressively drunk as we um, as we go on, I think we'd be um, well suited to participate in face to face tournaments. Now we've got the experience behind us when it comes to the drinking. Is that right, Kana? That sounds about right. Yes. <laughs> Actually, there's a um, there's a tournament coming up usually um, down in Melbourne at a, around three quarters of the way through the year. I thought might make the effort to get down to it this year. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, I think I think uh, Shane Cubis is uh, an Australian, and he's going to be participating in the tournament. Uh, I've reached out to uh, Goff. Um, but he's begged off at least for the first round. I'll see if I can uh, rope him in for the uh, for one of the subsequent rounds. Cool. Cool. Well, you know, the, the, the more I'm, the, the, the more we've been doing this, Ambie, the more I kind of realise that we are actually quite interconnected as a community in many ways. Even though a lot of activity happens on our own little individual sites, there, there's still a bit of crossover going on. Hey. Absolutely. Well, I think events like this help encourage it and help. Uh, I mean, you know, we wouldn't have had something like this over on our side if we first didn't have uh, someone go over to your site. You know, if you guys hadn't opened up your site and said, hey, we're holding this championship, come on over. I think I think it's great. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, think I, I do too. Um, there's At the moment, there's the one versus one tournament that WebDip's hosting at the moment. I'm fairly certain you've got a couple of guys over from Play Diplomacy who are doing quite well in that as well. So events like this, I think, is great. Absolutely. Okay, well, uh, I think that's probably a bit of a, a wrap. We've been going on now for about 45 minutes or so. So um, just like to thank you very much for your time, Care Bear, and for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. It's, it's been fun. Yeah, man, thank you very much, Care Bear. Take care, Ambie. Take care, Kaner. All right. Gotcha. I'm sure we'll um, chat to you soon. All right. Cheers. Bye. And uh, we're, we're back. Oh, we are back. Good. Excellent. Um, that was really good. I really enjoyed this interview and we were doing it with Kev. What about you? Oh, absolutely. You know, I learned a lot from this one. Um, and I'm not saying I haven't learned anything from the other ones or didn't enjoy oh, them. Of but course. Yeah. No, no. It was, uh, it was uh, ran smoothly. Yeah. Um, and to tell you the truth, I, I learned something new about a new platform to play. I've not really played it before. No, no, no. Yeah. Look, I, I, one thing actually I didn't expect, and maybe it's just because I'm stupid, but I hadn't really kind of worked out that you could use and actually play on Play Diplomacy without paying. I just assumed everything was it was a paid platform. Like pay diplomacy. No. Like pay diplomacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, you can, provided you're happy with just out of the box stand diplomacy, yeah, it's, it's there. Yeah. But you can do that anywhere Produce. else. But yeah. you know, it's, it's it's a different environment, different players. So um, that was something I learned. And I, I learned that you could actually, you know, order as on a face to face game um, or email game, you can order to any random territory you'd like. Yeah, yeah. That would go well with your. Remember the African one that we had where you were talking about how you were trying to convoy from one location to another even though it was totally random? Well, if you're playing gumboat, you could, do, you could send some really strong messages. Mm. Um, 
in, in, a, in, a, in an environment like that, could you not? Yeah. 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 Send so, fleet from Edinburgh to Moscow. Very true. Um, one thing I, I kind of picked up from it, and I don't know what ended up happening, but I, I blown away by the fact that you know K-Bear had a girlfriend who kind of introduced him to this thing where the first game they played was Diplomacy. Now, that is a girlfriend to keep. Best girlfriend in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that worked out, but, you know, I mean... Uh, that, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. I've tried introducing my um, my wife and ex girlfriends in the past to the game, and they've, they've just taken one sniff of it and went, "No, nah, not for me." Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know what it is because even when you're you're playing online, everybody always refers to each other in the the male form. No yeah. one's ever assumed to be female, unless of course they've obviously um, you know, explicitly know, know that, that hey, I'm yeah. a stop calling me hey guy. <laughs> yeah, there are I'm there are some female players. Oh, I know there is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Particularly in the face-to-face environment, it's pretty easy to pick oh, those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> really? <laughs> I wouldn't have thunk. <laughs> oh, anyway, but and, yeah, no, um, on further examination on the uh, on the interview um, and actually going into the forums itself, you know, that whole quite a lively discussion of variants happening there. Yep, I have to give them that. That's. But you didn't like. You don't like the, the way the even, forums are structured. Even though I don't like that forum as structured type. So I, I, love I, that. I just have to say that because I see it everywhere. It's everywhere. It's you not know, on, on V diplomacy. It's not on web diplomacy. Both of them are just like well, you know, there forums are, that are like this big vomit. There are more places on the internet than most two sites there, Andy. No, you no, know. no, no. When, my, when Google, opens up, like Google Chrome opens up on my computer, it's kind of there's web diplomacy, there's V diplomacy, and there's Google. That's the only three you have to worry about in the world, folks. You know you have trouble. You now know, apparently you've got to play the play yeah. you can play for free. <laughs> so you're going to jump on and try their gorgeous maps? Well, I'm well, going to have to anyway because yeah, I'm part yeah, of the, the tournament. Um, the tournament. Yeah. I managed to sneak in there with my ranking. So that's actually another good thing about the tournament, the fact that they've got you know yes. tournament rankings to keep the riffraff like you out. Yeah, oh, heaven forbid. Yeah, you know, God, I, I, I consider gunboat a form of diplomacy. Oh. I did think at one stage Kevin might kind of throw you an honorary um, joining thing, but he didn't. No, I, I actually, I honestly have too much. He's keeping, going he's on. keeping uh, his standards up. Yeah, no, no that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as, as Kevin did mention, uh, we actually had a whole heap of other questions about how play diplomacy works because, from looking at um, the way that the games operate, uh, without actually being a, a paid member. There's some things there. It's like I don't really understand how that works. And I think you brought one of those up with um, one aspect of it, with the, the um, uh, what was it called again? Uh, well, escalation. We talked about escalation yeah. and, and what yeah. that was. And so the stuff happens there. What, what happens there? What happens? And stuff happens. Stuff happens. But yeah. what? Yeah. So um, we're going to take up Care Bear's offer to find somebody who is a um, more in the variant space within play diplomacy. Not play, yeah, play diplomacy. Yes. And. Um, We'll get them on in a in a future episode, probably I don't know, sometime in the next three, four, five episodes or whatever. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're a variant um, fiend on play diplomacy, um, drop us a line. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk to Care Bear and we'll make and sure he vouches for you. Uh, and yeah, and if you actually want to get interviewed. Yeah. Most yeah, people don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, what um, else we got left, Kana? Well, being topical and being that this is. Um, you know, happening now, and given that we said about it earlier, you should bring up Bors. How's that going? Uh, it continues to do poorly. 
Actually, I noticed in the most recent one, it's the first time I've started going backwards in, in victory points. Oh, yes. A whole yes. seven points. A whole seven points down. But I'm seeing, and actually at the moment, without kind of bringing up, maybe you can kind of bring it faster than I, but um, um, I think I mentioned in, in a... In yeah, another, I'm bringing it up now. Okay. I think I brought up in another episode that, look, obviously there's no way in the world I'm going to win on the map, and there's no way in the world I'm going to win in the force. Uh, but I do have at the moment a, a, a goal to kind of at least make it into the top five. So I've, I've got to claw back at least 600 points to beat Captain Meme and get into fifth place. Well, you have to at least knock Captain Meme off, the, off his perch. And I obviously um, need to um, I need to also stay ahead of Bozo because I reckon the other players below that from Unstupid and below, um, they're not going to be able to claw back from where they're at. But I reckon if I can pull it off, if I can come fifth, that would be good because I reckon that, that, that of the calibre of players and the way that a lot of the... Um, the strategies are working both with the, the tactical um, currency binging that occurred earlier on that I wasn't privy to, and the more strategic aspects of other players that are playing, such as Roughhouse, that are not necessarily massive currency binges. They've done a little bit with Kazaria. Yes. yes. Um, but generally speaking, there's like the, the, the currency binges and then there's like the, the big picture strategy guys. And I'm trying to pretend I'm a big picture strategy guy. Even though you miss details, like the Kazaria boy. Yeah, now, yeah. I forgot you were going to bring there? that up. Um, <laughs> I, um, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was more a case of I should have been going back and double checking my uh, correspondence. And in fact, I think I must have checked that there was, oh, there was correspondence there, but I've already got my orders in. Oh, too busy, blah, 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 forgot about it. And there was a lovely private message, not private message, a message in game, little bow on it from, um, uh, from a player saying, um, hey, let's make this one spike. I think this is good for you. I'm going to put a shitload of money in. And look, in retrospect, looking at it, it was a very good deal and would have helped me a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> because um, it's going to make me trying to get into fifth position harder and harder. The only thing I've got going for me is that Captain Meme just seems to be losing more points at the moment each turn than I am. So so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I'd be yeah. happy with, um, as I said, really happy with fifth. That'd be like, you know, a proper get on the podium, but, you know, obviously not the... Not the, not the deserved winner. No, the but up there, up there. When you look at the graph, you're still in that top. Because there's quite a, a gap between yeah. the top six, seven players and the rest. Very true. Yeah, you'd be in that spot. Um, one oh, thing I... Sorry, no, you no, go. No, 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 go, 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 go. Oh, okay. I was going to say, there has been this recent conversation about another boss game. Some, some, awesome. some guy who was, like, crazy enough to say, look, I don't, I don't mind the idea of maybe running a boss <laughs> for a... World War Four game with like thirty five <laughs> or thirty six players, and I thought, I actually, I actually saw the thread, and I didn't actually read who the player was that suggested it. Who was that player, Kana? Can you can you remind me? Yes, yeah, so um, I, I've stuck up my hand to um, GM a boss game on World War Four, um, thirty five players. <laughs> it's 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 going to be a real time sink, but I'm, I am looking forward. To actually doing it, um, well, 
The boss <laughs> goes, you're a fucking god for punishment. <laughs> you're an well, idiot. The boss, <laughs> see, see, here's the thing. I mean, you've got to give as well as receive. And I really, really, really enjoyed playing boss when I had the opportunity. And um, I think it's an opportunity that ought to be shared. Because it, it is such a twist on the actual run of the game that it's worthwhile putting it onto something like I, I propose to you that you're a boss whore. A boss whore? Because you're a giver. A giver. Oh, or are you a takeover a player? I, I guess won, it depends I won on what the you're game doing. that I played last. <laughs> I won the game. But you're happy, to, you're happy to put yourself out there and let other people take advantage of your boldness. Once the uh, once the once the spreadsheet's been made, yeah, and it's all there, it's ready and to run. And provided people don't send you fucking stupid messages, it's pretty plain sailing. It's plain sailing. Yeah. Um, so there's a fair bit of um, stuff there, but again, once that spreadsheet's there as well, other people can GM it, not just me. Yeah, yeah. you mentioned this last time, right? You said this a couple of times, but no one else is putting their hands up. Uh, Mind you, everyone's putting up their hands, saying, "I'd love to play." A game of Nine World, but there was a really, really incredible point raised by Captain Me. Yes. About the idea of well, he he liked because normal, as as you know, uh, and as we've talked about in previous episodes, normal boss games is you have boss players and you have board players, yep. and never the twain shall meet. Well, sometimes they do a little bit. Nah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, generally, you can have boss players playing a game where the actual real players don't even know they're part of the boss, that their game is being bossed. And what Captain Meme suggested was he likes the idea and the dynamic of being a player and being a boss financier, I guess. But the yeah. fact that the, that the victory conditions in the known world game are solely around how you do in the currency stakes. Yes. And he was proposing a uh, mathematical formula that takes into consideration not only that, but also how you're positioned on the board to come up with an overall winner. And I'm so, not quite sure about what's the right balance, but I think actually that's got a lot of merit if you're going to play these type of games. What I've done is I've taken that formula yep. and I've just dropped it into the known world game. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's not going to be something you guys are playing towards, but well, it's going it, to be used... Yes. Because still, this is a. I'd actually probably lose even more. <laughs> well, <laughs> the way it works is that you actually end up with. It seems to work that you're actually getting more points than just the victory points, because the right. moderator on moderates your supply centres that you have. Yep. However, if you lose all of your supply centres, the only points that you're getting is the victory points that you're earning in the game in the game of course. That makes sense. I also liked... And there hasn't I, been any changes in leadership, though. In well, don't forget also, I think you'd find the dynamic with the way that play... But you, if it was, if it was totally in place that this was, you know, the goal, yeah, yeah. this is where the points to winning the game is in place, well, people would play then totally people would play, yes, play differently. You wouldn't have, what, you wouldn't have um, what Captain suggested about, you know, money farms, which I thought was a fantastic description of, oh, yeah. you know, money farms and VP farms. And I thought... That is just so spot on the spot on the money, but I hadn't actually thought of it in a um, in that type of framework. Yes, you've been mentioning it like a poker machine. Yes, ching, right, ching. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a poker, poker machine farm. You're right. Okay, 
So Captain Meme uses far more intellectual ways of describing things, obviously, than myself. But he, he puts forward the, a very, very cogent argument. I encourage uh, our listeners to go to the VDIP forum for, uh, for his view of things. The only thing I'm not sure about is, is the, the balance. I like the idea, but I think maybe a third how you play on the board, two-thirds on the board. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it should be 50-50, but I think it's somewhere in between. Maybe like 40% board, 60% boss. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but that's why I'm putting it forward as a hypothetical, so people can see those numbers change. Yeah, and see but, if it, but, but, but again, people... People but they're would already play, playing for... But you'd yeah. play totally differently. You'd have totally different strategy if you knew that. So it's a... I don't know. It's a hypothetical that doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense because no one's playing... That way. That way. But it'd be interesting just to see what the num- numbers do. It would be like the equivalent of yeah. saying, OK, well, um, let's look at the presidential election in America and the way that turned out, OK? And then say, well, what happens, for example, instead of having uh, the way the electoral system college works, uh, it's all based on pure popular vote. What happens? Oh, you know... This happens, yeah. Clinton wins rather yeah. than, than Trump. Well, yes, but did people vote that way because... Well, actually, it's probably a bad example because people probably would have voted the way they wanted anyway. But if the electoral system was different and you knew the way you voted might and would give you potentially a different outcome, i.e. the way you played the game might give you a different outcome in the force, you may change your strategies and approach. I just want to run the numbers a couple of times, see what it looks like, just to give an idea of what it would okay, look like. Okay, okay. Um, I'm not, I'm not, and, and then people can make an informed decision yes. on whether or not to adopt that formula for the World War Four. Good point. That, that, that's Good my point. argument. So, look, hop onto the forum, um, have your say, give your suggestions, because uh, it sounds like you're... Yeah, I'm up for it. I'm doing it. I'm about halfway have... through making the spreadsheet now. So, so we need 35 places. There haven't really been 35 places. There's been a fair number put up their hands, though, which I was surprised at. Yeah, about a dozen. Yeah, maybe a, a bit dozen. more. Yeah. And that's that's not a bad... That's not a bad starting position. No. Because we haven't gotten everyone who's playing the known world game sign up on that yet. Um, and that, you know, power of advertisement. You know, other people will, you know, recruitment. There's a few I, players I'd like to I'm, get in on that. I'm worried we'll get into the usual thing, though, with these type of games where you'll get some people say, yep, I'll play, as long as it's unrated. And others will say, yep, I'm uh, definitely going to play, no, no, it's no, going to no, be no. rated. I'm definitely going to rate it. It's going oh, to be winner-take-all. I need some rateable games. <laughs> And it's going to be a it's going to be a small bet size, so it's about five points to buy in because it's a special rules game, essentially. But bets so, don't really the, the bet size within VDIP doesn't really matter, does it? No, it doesn't matter. But it, it does restrict how many games you can join at once. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, so it, it will always reset back to hundred, just like diplomacy, yeah. web diplomacy. Um, but yeah, it will be a fully rated winner take all. How are you going to? Have you had any thoughts around? Because we haven't had this problem in known world because it was actually very much a I thought a conscious effort to get reasonable players playing yes. who are unlikely to go into civil disorder have you thought around what would happen if players go into civil disorder because we kind of let more and more people in by default some of them might, some they might the drop the standard Yes, um, you might have to think about some special rules around that or you just go, oh, fuck it, well, it just happens. If it happens, it happens. That's what I'm thinking. I guess you always can get players to buy in. And someone can buy in and just play it as a regular game. Um, or they could take over the boss of that player. So when you, when you buy into a normal game, you're able to buy in at a discount 
No, discounts on the bourse. So I'm not going to give you free start <laughs> of a thousand. Or... Well, actually, I guess um, if you're getting a discount for the buy-in into the game, and that's actually part of your how you position actually, on the yeah, board yeah. has an impact. That's probably not too bad. Yes. Well, it would have an impact. Yeah, and and then it would be up to that player if they want to take over playing bourse. Yeah. Or just. What do, you reckon, what do you reckon about um, time limits? Well, for, because the scale of it, because the amount of um, conversations that would be going on on a 35-player game, I'm thinking uh, four-day so phase. Four-day phase makes yep. sense, yep. But, just like I've been doing with the known world game... Fast turnaround on builds, yeah, just bands. drop it into 30 hours... And retreats. ...for retreats and builds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because simply because we're unable to do it with... 15 players yep. on the known world game it's not going to happen yep. for 35 players so, yeah. um, and there's going to be a couple of extra little rules that I'm going to sprinkle in there in regards to the the ordering structure yeah so <gasps> what happens if you had a World War 4 boss game with Google <laughs> Translate <laughs> now you're just going crazy now you're just going you for you Let's, let's, let's just try to get the boss game up. Um, yeah. When I was asking about time, I also was inquiring about length of the game. Do you kind of think it needs to have a an end date? Well, that's actually the one thing I disagreed with Captain Meme on. Because he did bring that up. Yeah, he did bring that up. Um, I don't think there should be an end date. Because we have no idea how long a World War IV boss game would run in the first place. Yeah. If we arbitrarily set the date... It could be too early, it could be too late. I'm just if conscious. we let one run out, then we can choose. I'm just conscious that some World War Four games without the balls can often go for a year or longer. Right. Can't they? I suppose so, yeah. yeah. If, 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 if you're, if you're yeah. doing well and you're, and you're winning, yes. it doesn't happen to us very often, so we don't get to be in this position, but it goes for a year or longer. Now, if you've got the boss component on top of that and you've been eliminated out of the board, you've still got a year's worth of boss. And what has happened with some of the players who've been eliminated on the known world is they've given me standard or standing orders for the boss. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. So, so like they're, they're, sell you know, off everything so but buy this constantly. That's one way of writing a standard order or it could be sell... Um, everyone under a certain amount of SCs and buy a certain amount of between two or three or four currencies or whatever it happens to be. Um, but there's ways of writing an if-then statement yeah. that would just kind of keep on recurring on the bourse if you get eliminated and you just... Sell everything. Just stock up on American dollars. They're going to go far. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we're pretty much done for today's yeah. episode. Yeah, and, you know, I think we need a drink before we start on the next episode i know it's actually weird because of the way we're recording this we've only had one drink so like one drink in a single episode that's well it's always unheard of which means we're going to have to hit three in the next one <laughs> oh <laughs> does it we'll okay All so right. uh yeah we'll finish recording now and uh and we'll be back uh on the podcast in a couple of weeks but in real life we'll be back in about five minutes after we've been to the bar all right awesome. sounds good all right <laughs> see you guys Bye. see you